Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Audra King of She Loves Her Biz. We are chatting today about following the fun, and I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. Audra, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. So tell us more about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I'm Audra King. I have a business called She Loves Her Biz. We have two sides to the business. One side is coaching and consulting, and the other side is a full-service design agency. So we do branding, websites, membership sites, that kind of thing. And I got into this business through a bit of a roundabout way, which I think a lot of us mompreneurs do. Um, I was a teacher for seven years. I used to teach high school Spanish and then later English as a second language. And when my daughter was little, I decided that I just needed to find something different because uh, teaching was all consuming and I couldn't show up as the mom I wanted to be and the teacher I wanted to be. So I thought something has to give. So I decided to start freelancing and I ended up uh, kind of using what I had learned from teaching to start uh, helping other, um, mostly moms actually, uh, start their businesses with um, printables and uh, course materials. Um, I'm artistic, so I did designing of worksheets and that kind of thing. And that eventually turned into uh, what I do now with the agency where I'm not so much in the day-to-day design work, but I'm still helping entrepreneurs get their businesses off the ground or when they're ready, um, get that professional look. Uh, I think we often go through a stage where there's DIY. And I think that's amazing because before you've um, really validated an idea, I advise people not to invest a ton of money into a website or branding right off the bat. But once you get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to kind of glow up my online image, that's often where um, I step in and my agency steps in to to help women do that. So it's been a bit of a wild ride, a bit of a journey, um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because it gives me so much flexibility and freedom and opportunity to follow the fun. <laughs> I love that. And can I just say how much I appreciate you saying, you know, you used your teaching background, even though you didn't mm-hmm. go to school for this, you started, you took those steps and all of that experience being a teacher has helped you be successful in your current business so quickly. I feel like we discount our past experience and we're like, well, I can't do that because I don't have a piece of paper saying X, Y, and Z. Well, no, you do like your experience Mm -hmm. as a teacher really taught you all of the skills that you need to thrive in your career now. And also, I like how you mentioned you advise business owners to start with DIY. You know, so many people just kind of frown upon that because they're like, oh, why, why are you, you're just wasting time. But yes, you're validating the idea first and you're allowing yourself that flexibility and freedom. So thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. that. <laughs> so many people are it like, no, you need to do this day one. And it's like, <laughs> it might be an unpopular opinion, but it's something that's grown out of just experience that I've seen 
um, both myself go through and other entrepreneurs where a lot of people think if I want to be a business, the first step is the website or the first step is the branding. I have to have a logo. And actually you can have a business without any of those things. You just yeah. tell people that, you know, that you're available to help them in the way that they need helped. And that's, that's what I recommend for anyone who's like, I want to start a business, but I don't know how think of something that everyone's always asking you to do, help them advise them and, um, ask them to start paying you for it. And once people know that you're in business, um, you know, those people who already know, like, and trust you because they're in your network are going to be your first clients. And then you can see, do I like doing this? Is it fun for me? Uh, does it, you know, kind of light, light that fire for me and, uh, and go from there and build it from there. You can always improve later. Uh, Bren it's not Brene Brown. It might be Brene Brown. She talks about a shitty first draft and it's like, just get the idea out there. Don't self-censor. And then you can always go back and make it shiny. Absolutely. And I think so many times we do put the pressure on ourselves that it's those perfectionism tendencies that kick in and just paralyze us. So many times women have this amazing potential, but because it isn't perfect, we don't even start. So yeah. yeah, I love that. Just do it messy. Put that shitty first draft out there mm -hmm. and see what happens because guess what? You can change it. And I think it's especially important for local service providers. You know, don't mm -hmm. worry about all the nitty gritty details of creating this beautiful brand day one. Get out there, monetize it, create that demand, start to establish those referrals and that local network and that community and you will be successful. Then you build the website. Then you, you know, start gaining traction. That mm -hmm. is amazing advice, Audra. So tell us more about following the fun. I think as moms, yeah. we forget to have fun because we get so caught up so in the day-to-day -day just, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. The bus comes at this time. Oh no, the school's calling me. You, there's just so many things. We forget to have yeah. fun. So tell us mm -hmm. more about following the fun in life and our business. Yeah. And I love that you say life and business, because as somebody who's very plugged into the online business space, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, how to get the most out of your business, how to do all of these things. Um, but what we don't often realize is business and life are so interconnected. And if if we're not having a good time in our business, we're probably not having a good time in our life. And same thing is true. If we're not having a good time in our life, our business is going to suffer. And so Follow the Fun came about for me a couple years ago. Um, I had just launched the agency um, and I was doing great. Like I had a 23K month, which is like, phew, right? Yeah. There's, there's some more details about that, that I'd love to share as far as um, how, what I was charging meant that my 23 K month meant a thousand dollars in my bank account, but that might be for another topic. <laughs> I just want to be very clear because sometimes people hear those numbers and they, they aspire to that and don't realize all the pieces in the background. Mm -hmm. um, so lessons learned, but anyways, I was, I was successful. Um, if you think about success in terms of revenue, um, but I was like, you know what, this isn't feeling fun anymore. And I, um, you know, I've been on a financial, a personal finance journey as well, that opens space for me to be able to make the transition from teacher to, um, entrepreneur. And I was like, I worked so hard to give myself this opportunity, 
and it's not feeling fun anymore. What's what's going on? So I decided I wanted to dig into that. And I find the best way for me to really uh, fully commit to an idea like that is to do it with other people. And so I had some biz friends and I was like, hey, let's make a little mastermind. If you don't know what a mastermind is, it's just people coming together to kind of um, have ideas and get input. And it's like a little peer support group type of thing. It's like, let's start a mastermind around follow the fun. And I had some friends and they were like, okay, I'm in. And so, you know, we were exploring this idea and I realized, at least for me, there's like six areas in my life that kind of come together to make what I consider a fun life. And fun is a word that a lot of people connect with. I think another word that people connect with around this idea is alignment. Like how do I create alignment in my life and business? So for me, it's my schedule, my clients. If you're not seeing clients, this could be like other people in your circle or network, Uh, my marketing, what I'm selling, my offers, my products, the revenue I'm bringing in and the impact that I'm able to have. Because I think, especially as women entrepreneurs, often our drive for going into business is because we want to have an impact, whether that impact is on our family and like being able to provide for them or our community or, um, you know, causes that are important to us. So I looked, I started to realize, okay, these are the areas that I want to look at. And then like kind of diving deep into each of those areas. So I think a place where a lot of people can start with this follow the fun idea is really schedule. Um, because that's something that, uh, I think I didn't realize that I had more control over than what I really knew. And so I didn't start out this way, um, but what it's evolved into is I um, take Wednesdays off from my business. Wednesdays are my day to do life, to get a massage, to um, have just some space in my schedule. Um, And the last week of the month, I don't do any client calls. So if I have an opportunity to travel, which is one of the joys in my life, I know that I can schedule something during that week and not have to arrange, you know, 20 different calls to make it happen. Um, And so for me, it became like creating space so that when opportunities for fun arise, I have space in my schedule and my calendar for them. And I think as women, especially, um, and as people who are often caring for other people, it's hard to remember remember to create that space for ourselves. Um, and if I don't put it on the calendar, something's going to go in that spot. Right. (laughs) So, um, so like as an online business owner, I can arrange my call scheduler and those types of things to create that open space. Um, but I think even somebody who is, uh, maybe not in the same type of business where I am, where that's the consideration they need to take, Um, I advise people to just start with like two hours on a day and like block that off. Don't feel like you have to fill it with anything and just see kind of like what comes up for you um, in the moment or what opportunities might come. Because I find when I create space, uh, the universe, the higher power, whatever you want to call it, sends something delightful for me to use that time for. Oh my gosh, such good information you just shared because 
guests, business and life are super interconnected. And as you know, a, a lot of us are solopreneurs, we haven't built out mm-hmm. teams yet. Um, you may outsource things here and there, but at the end of the day, it's easy to work 24 seven. And I think that's a really quick way that new business owners get burnt out really mm-hmm. fast. So the fact that you talked about, you know, creating that space, you know, even if it's just two hours, gives you the opportunities, creates that space when opportunities arise, because they will, they will. It's not if, it's when. And it is so tempting to fill those blank spaces because I think that's just how we're wired as as business owners, as Mm -hmm. women. What, What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like we're kind of just wired to like, Ooh, I can get something done in that little bit of time. So I'm just going to do one or two things and then it snowballs. Yeah. I think, um, partly because of just the society and culture that we live in and partly because of the more traditional model of work, um, we're conditioned from an early age to, to always be going and doing and, something that's become really interesting and apparent to me is like at our core, we're just mammals. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you think about a house cat or something like that, they're going to take a nap when they want to, they're going to, uh, you know, they play, they, um, they sleep, they eat, they play. Um, they're not, you know, packing up their little suitcases to go off to a nine to five. Right. Um, I think, we and our nervous systems really crave that um, that time to just be still and present in the moment. But our current uh, society and culture really pushes productivity and maximizing every moment. And of course, all of the um, standards that we're held to in terms of our appearance and are you eating enough vegetables and what's your kid's screen time? And like, there's all of these ways that we um, put on ourselves or that other people put on us to um, not be able to, you know, stand up to. So I think um, when, uh, when we think about how those pieces are affecting our drives and what we feel like we have to do. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying, you know what, I'm going to opt out of, of these expectations. Um, It's hard to do, especially if um, our family system growing up was very much on achievement and you were praised for, um, you know, getting those straight A's um, and uh, reading all the books on the reading list. And those are all wonderful things, but I think, um, it just puts us in the mindset that that's the way to like get those good feelings is through achievement. Um, but there are lots of other ways to find that as well. Um, it takes sometimes a little bit of unraveling of those patterns. Uh, but I think it's, it's well worth questioning, um, where is this expectation coming from and do I actually believe this or is this just something I've not taken a moment to examine and maybe have my own thoughts and opinions about it. Cause it's so easy just to go with what we were raised with or what the rest of the people around us say is important. And I think that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with people who are, you know, the same things that are important to you are important to them. Um, and are maybe people who have taken a little bit of a look at, uh, 
what's expected and decided for themselves if they want to buy into that or not, um, which is why I think all of the community building and group things that you're doing is so important um, because none of us are at our best, in my opinion, on our own. We all thrive much better in community. Um, and that's why with my coaching, I also create communities within that coaching container because um, I can help people, but I also agree with you. All of us have so much wisdom and life experience that we can bring into a circle of women and historically women supporting women in friendship circles or um, other ways that women have come together has been so important. And I think it's something that is definitely uh, important these days as you know, life gets more and more chaotic and busy. Yeah. But I love too how you just talked about, we do have control. It just sometimes takes stepping mm-hmm. back to see that control and that realizing that we can change them from there. And also community. I, I'm so thankful that you see the importance of that because that truly is the biggest game changer. When you surround yourself with people that that have your back and are going through exactly what you're going through, who better understands you, will challenge you to think bigger, will challenge you to see the possibilities. I wouldn't be where I am today without my community. I mean, that's part of my mm-hmm. why. I want to be there to help the next woman going through the same journey that I have been through because I've been in her shoes and I know how hard it is and those feelings of doubt and frustration and just wanting to quit at times, but it keeps me going and just knowing that I can seek advice. Like, you know what? I'm struggling and being able to be vulnerable and ask for help and have someone challenge me. Hey, I want you to, you deserve better, demand better. Like, come on, we can raise up together. You know, it's not just me versus you. It's together when it's the rising tide analogy, when the tide rises, we all rise Mm -hmm. with it. And it's just, it's really incredible when you come together with women and are part of a community, it really does make such a difference in your business and your life for sure. I agree. I think that's one of the unexpected uh, blessings from becoming an entrepreneur is finding that community. And um, I have friends that uh, we've We started out in a mastermind together three years ago as strangers, and now we're um, best friends, right? And we haven't, I haven't even seen all of them in person. Like we've not met face to face. They're all over the world. Um, But I know if I need uh, a pick me up, if I need some advice, if I need um, just somebody to vent to, we've got our chat channel and we're on there supporting each other. And it's, it's really, really really nice. Um, And I think that's also one of the beautiful things about the internet and this digital age is your people are out there. If you haven't found your people yet, there's billions of people in the world. So um, your people are out there. Sometimes it just takes some uh, conscious effort to seek out those people, Um, but they're probably seeking you too. So um, if you haven't found that yet, 
it's out there. Just keep on looking and believing that that that's possible for you too. Exactly. Because being an entrepreneur can be very lonely feeling, mm -hmm. but just know that you are not alone. Your people are out there. Sometimes it just takes getting yourself into new rooms, putting yourself out there that you connect with those people and it all works out. It all works out. Audra, this was an incredible conversation. Where can we learn more about you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Facebook um, at she loves her biz. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Audra King. My website is she loves her And I actually have, um, a hidden page just for when I'm on podcasts or things like this, um, for people to check out and get some freebies from me. So one of the freebies I have is, um, a money mindset. Um, she loves her money is what it's called, but it's all about, uh, resetting our thoughts around money so um, we can have more ease and success in our business. Um, so there's some journal prompts, there's a meditation, there's kind of a quiz to see what your money beliefs are. It's really fun. Um, so that's on there. And then I also um, have a biz snapshot. If people go through it um, and they have a, a business question for me, I will give them free feedback. So that's often in the form of a video sent to them via email. Sometimes I invite people to get on a call if I think that it's something that um, I can help them with or that might need a little bit more information from them for me to be able to answer that kind of thing. So both of those are at sheloveshervizcom slash start here. It looks like start there for some reason when you read it, but it, if you type out start here... <laughs> You will get to to the right spot to get those freebies. You can see um, other interviews I've done on other podcasts and also my own private podcast, which I have just launched in January. Congratulations. That Thank is you. super exciting. We will link all of this up in the show notes. Be sure to check it all out. Listen in to Audra's podcast and... Audra, thank you again so much for taking time out of your schedule to share value with our community. It, we do appreciate it. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 